Hey guys, and welcome to a special edition of the Money Podcast. This one's called Money News You'll Really Use. The concept, it's simple. We subscribe to tons of financial publications, and every month we read hundreds of articles. Then, every couple of weeks, we give you the highlights to bring you up to speed on the important news that affects your money. Think of it like an investor's almanac. So in part one of today's show, we're going to discuss where we are now and what's happened in the markets so far this month. In part two, we'll go over important news stories. In part three, we'll go over recent investments the three of us have made. Then, time allowing, we might have some listener questions. I'm your host, Stacey Johnson. My co-host, as usual, is Miranda Marquette. Say hi, Miranda. Hi, Miranda. (laughs) Listening in and sometimes contributing is our producer and novice investor, Aaron Freeman. Say hi, Aaron. Start calling Miranda like a late night co-host, Ed McMahon. (laughs) Hey, now. Hey, everyone. I was just watching Gary Shandling. You, ever, you guys ever watch the Gary Shandling show? It's really old. That he, he's, um, he, it's a comedy show. Yeah, he's, Im, he's imitating, like, you know, pretending to be a late night host. Okay, fine. I've seen that show. It was a, it's from the 90s. Anyway, okay, let's get the ball rolling here. But first, a disclaimer. This is important, folks. We're, get, we're going to discuss specific investments in this show, including things we personally invested in. But these aren't recommendations. How could they be? Because what's right for us may not be right for you, and we don't know you. So before you invest in anything, do your own research and please make your own decisions. Okay, let's get back to the news, guys. Let's start with where we are now and where we were at the beginning of this month. I just figured this out a few minutes ago. And by the way, let's set the stage here. It is actually not the middle of the month. It is July, I'm sorry, August 13th, uh, 2021. The market is open. It's around noon Eastern time. So the market isn't even closed on the 13th. So it's not exactly the middle of the month, but that's where we are. So here's where we are right now. From August 1st to today, the Dow Jones Industrial Average is up about almost 600 points, about 2%. The NASDAQ, the tech-heavy NASDAQ, I should say, up 142 points. That's about 1% higher. The Russell 2000, this represents your smaller companies. Uh, This index is up five points only, only 0.2%, basically unchanged since the beginning of the month. Oil prices are down about five bucks from the beginning of August, just about 7% decline. And the 10-year Treasury bond, this is what things like mortgages and credit card interest rates are based on. That's why we look at the 10-year. The 10-year Treasury was uh, yielding 1.226% at the beginning of the month. Now it's 1.31%. So it's it's up about nine basis points. It's up about 7%. So interest rates have risen a little bit. So have stocks by and large. Oil, a little bit down. So uh, now, you know what would be interesting is how, how these things have done since the beginning of the year. I've assumed that the, the stock market is up, but I don't have that number in front of me. But I'm sure it's done very well. So what are you guys thinking? You thinking that, didn't it feel like the market's moving sideways, though, like not much is happening? Yeah, I mean, it seems, yeah, I mean, it, it seems pretty like, it just seems like we're kind of in a holding pattern. I think a lot of people are just sort of waiting to see, okay, what's going to happen with the Delta variant? Uh, are we going to see... I mean, one of the things, you know, we've talked talked about, right, is, is we doubt there's going to be a national mask mandate or national shutdown, but businesses are starting to require vaccinations for their employees. Some businesses are, and it'll be interesting to kind of see how that goes and, and how that impacts different businesses. Oh, yeah. I saw an uh, inter- interview with Scaramucci about that, mandating masks. Oh, really? Yeah. He's like, you know what? People want to, you know, yell about and kind of paraphrasing but i'm like he's basically saying that people want to talk about their freedom like hey you got the freedom to not get vaccinated but as a company i have the freedom to say you have to be vaccinated to be in my company very true you know 
though. Right. Right on. I, I tell my vex, my uh, vaccine hesitant friends, I say, you know, you're, you shouldn't be required to do anything you don't want to do. And I don't think the guy who prepares your food should be required to wash his hands after he goes to the bathroom either. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, you know, um, but that's the thing, right? So, so, I mean, I think it's, so I think it's just a lot of people are kind of in wait and see mode to see how this Delta variant progresses, but also how different businesses deal with it and what comes next. Oh, by the way, I said I don't know what what the stock market has done since the beginning of the year. I looked it up while we were talking. Um, the Dow Jones is up 16% as we speak so far this year. That's pretty good. Yeah. Not, but yeah. it feels like it's not doing anything. The stuff that I'm in is not doing anything. I mean, I'm just not. I agree, not I agree yeah. with, with uh, I agree with Miranda. I think she's right. I mean, I think the market's been waiting on uh, inflation uh, and uh, COVID to figure out what, what to do. Yeah. I think you're well, but actually, as I just pointed out, though, the market has is up two percent in the last two weeks. The Dow is anyway. That's not nothing. I mean, you know, four percent a month would be fifty percent a year. So I mean, the market is moving up, but the stuff I own is not doing much at all. In fact, I have some stuff going south because I have some reopening stocks, not big positions, but um, like I have a casino stock and it's going down. Yeah, well, let me let me go take a look at what I've got going on in my personal portfolio. I mean, my my crypto portfolio is up again. Uh, most of the crypto is up today. Oh, you, your portfolio of crypto. This sounds really impressive. It's not. <laughs> it's a massive <laughs> it's... portfolio of crypto. Um, but wait, but no, yeah. wait, wait, wait. Before you do this, look, we are going to talk about our investments. You know that. But let me let me go over a few news stories. I want you guys to tell me what you think is important. And I want you to chime in with news stories of your own. Uh, these are these are all things that have occurred in the last couple of weeks. Uh, I, I've got about I don't know 10, 15 stories here, but I'm only going to highlight five of them. Okay, here this one came. Um, let's see, August fifth. Millennials should be a. This is the headline. Millennials should beware of rising payment apps. This is from the Wall Street Journal. Here's a little quote from it. Earlier this week, the digital payments platform Square said it agreed to acquire Afterpay. One of the main players in the burgeoning industry that lets online shoppers buy things immediately and pay for them later. That sounds like layaway. But the, the article goes on to warn young people that this is could get you into hot water. Okay, that's story number one. Millennials should be beware of rising payment apps. On August 6th, this comes from Bloomberg. U.S. job growth tops forecast with biggest gain in nearly a year. Payrolls climbed by 943,000 last month after upwardly revised increases the prior two months, a Labor Department report showed Friday. The unemployment rate dropped to a pandemic low of 5.4%, while earnings and hours worked remained elevated. So there's your headline, U.S. job growth tops forecast with biggest gain in nearly a year. Here's a third story. Senate passes, this is from New York Times, Senate passes $1 trillion infrastructure bill handing Biden a bipartisan win. There's a quote. The Senate gave overwhelming bipartisan approval on Tuesday to a $1 trillion infrastructure bill to rebuild the nation's deteriorating roads and bridges and fund new climate resilience and broadband initiatives, delivering a key component of President Biden's agenda. Here's my fourth story. <laughs> this one's kind of funny. Uh, this is from the Wall Street Journal. Mountain Dew goes hard as PepsiCo Boston Beer partner on a boozy version. <laughs> That's the headline. Here's your quote. PepsiCo and Boston Beer said they plan to partner on an alcoholic version of the Mountain Dew soft drink with the brand Hard Mountain Dew. The coming product <laughs> is a nod to what the company sees as evolving taste of drinkers, executives said Tuesday. 
And here's my final story. Headline, Wall Street Journal. Headline, how to get smarter? Start with the brain itself. You guys are gonna like this story. Here's a, here's a blurb. Imagine a world where students see not just eye to eye with their teachers, but mind to mind. A wireless headset that could share information between one brain and another may begin preclinical testing in the coming months, scientists say, bringing a world of classroom mind melds and wireless brain connections to computer networks one step closer to reality. In an $18 million Defense Department project, scientists led by Rice University neuroengineer Jacob Robinson are combining advanced optical physics, nanotechnology, magnetic simulation, and genetic engineering in a wearable system that uses light to decode neural activity in one brain and magnetic fields to encode that activity in another brain, all in less than 1 20th of a second. Okay, so let me give you your headlines, tell me what you think was important, or throw in stories of your own. Okay, we had how to get smarter, start with the brain itself. Mountain Dew goes hard. <laughs> then it passes $1 trillion infrastructure bill. U.S. job growth pops forecast. And millennials should beware of rising payment apps. So, yeah, so I think... Uh, yeah, so well, I definitely think as far as you know how you're spending your money and, and things to be aware of, I think the millennial one is a really important one to pay attention to uh, because, well, you don't want to end up in in trouble um, with these payment apps and they and they make it really easy to like spend money without thinking about it. Um, but you know, one of the things that's kind of missing from your list is you know the uh, climate change report. And yes, that was a big deal. And there's a lot of there's a lot of speculation that climate change could have a huge impact on the economy, how we move forward, the kind of costs we're going to have to pay uh, in the future due to damage uh, to more extreme weather. So there's a lot going on there, and um, I think that's an important uh, consideration as well. Yeah, that was a scary story. I and I, I it is in my list of stories. It's not not one that I highlighted, but it is important. You're right. Um, well, I think the job growth uh, forecast is a big yeah. one. I mean, you're putting more money in the hands of uh, consumers, which uh, love to spend. And that's a, that's a good thing for the economy and the markets. Yeah, and and by the way, there was a, there was a story too. There are stories that are important that I didn't put in my little list because I wanted to say some stories that I thought were funny. But um, on August 11th, uh, it, Barron's put out an article called "Inflation Cooled a Little in July, but it's still a problem." Uh, so consumer prices rose at a slower pace in July after June's torrid rise. But inflation, nonetheless, remains at the highest level since 2008. Um, we, the, we just had the CPI come out on the 11th just two days ago. Uh, from a year earlier, prices increased 5.4%. The rate of consumer price inflation is at the highest level in 13 years. Backing out food and energy, the CPI rose 0.3% from a month earlier and 4.3% from a year earlier. So inflation is still going to be a concern. And you know, And you know how that could show up, too? It could show up in the inability of Congress to get this three and a half trillion dollar spending plan put put to bed, uh, possibly. I mean, you know, because obviously the more they spend, that that could uh, cause more inflation, cause inflation to rise. And so some some people, obviously Republicans, are going to use that as, as an argument, and some Democrats will use that as an argument not to pass that giant bill. So we'll what I have what I have noticed though is the um, the whole infrastructure bill because uh, I I own some pave stock and it's barely made a bump it's actually done really well i own it too well i kind of bought in late but it, it, you know it didn't move that far 
I bought it at about 24 bucks. I think I bought it at 22. Let me see. I've got oh, it's up to 27. Yeah, we're almost ready to talk about stocks anyway. I'll look at Pave. <laughs> Where's Pave? Let's see. Look at my list of stocks now, trying to find it. But I thought it would like go oh, there to 35. I bought it at 22 $22.82 $22 on March 16th. I'm up 21%. Yeah, so you've done well. Yeah, that's pretty good. It's, it's definitely the best uh, mutual fund that I've picked up this year. But the, uh, well, the, the small calf is I'm up eight, almost 9% on. But anyway, uh, we saw that coming. We talked about that in January. We were, yeah. we were smart to buy PAVE ahead of that. And probably still a good buy now. I mean, do you, do you think that infrastructure bill passes? It's not a, it's not a sure thing. Um, sort of depends. Um, well, that's the thing, though. If it does pass, right, I mean, it's one of those things where, you know, there's a lot of potential money to be made there um, and also, you know, jobs. Yeah. Yeah. No question about it. I, I think it does pass. But but again, you know, it's, it's definitely not a sure thing. And and the three point five trillion dollar package that follows it is, was way less of a sure thing. I, I, if I had a bet, I think they're both going to pass, but I think the three and a half trillion dollar uh, budget plan deal is going to be watered down more. I don't think it's going to end up being three and a half trillion dollars, but I do think the, I do think the infrastructure thing will pass. We have to take a really quick break, but we're going to be right back. And then we're going to talk about the stuff that we own and how that's doing. Okay. Be right back. And we're back. <laughs> so now I, I cut you off earlier, Miranda, please let me know <laughs> everything you're doing in your crypto portfolio. Oh, dear. Okay. So I'm not doing much of anything in my crypto portfolio. It's just that crypto in general is up as we are talking about this on August 13th. And so my crypto portfolio is up as well. Um, I have the usual things that I've had for a while. I've, I've got a little, a tiny little bit of Bitcoin left. I've got, I've got my Stellar Lumens. I got my Tezos, uh, which is, um, provides me with a staking you know i i it earns a it earns a return so as long as i sit there with it it's uh it's providing me with uh interest uh so and i have my litecoin and i have my monero now that's the monero i go back and forth on right now because uh the interesting thing about monero is that it's starting to be banned because it's one of those privacy ones that it's hard to it's really hard to trace um transactions. And so um, it's being used by criminal elements. So it's so that's interesting. I'm trying to decide what to do about my Monero haven't decided yet. And then I have, I have some interesting um, free coins, because I do use Coinbase. And so they have a reward system where if you learn about altcoins, they'll give you some of those altcoins. And so some of those have been doing really well. The one that has not been doing well, and this is a free one that I received, I haven't bought any of it, it's just rewards, is Clover Finance. And it's interesting to me that Clover is doing, is, is the only one in my crypto portfolio that isn't up today. Uh, because Clover Finance is a coin that's, uh, it, you might see it at restaurants uh, where they give you a QR code where instead of having to put your card and then go back and scan it or pay cash, uh, you can actually uh, scan a QR code at the bottom of your receipt and uh, go and pay from there. And Clover Finance is doing a lot of that stuff. And so it was just interesting to me to see that that is the one coin in my portfolio that is down. Um, everything else is up. This is really fascinating to me, Miranda. I didn't realize you owned all these coins. How many are there? I mean, 
I was trying to pay attention, but I wasn't counting. How, how many different coins do you have? Do I have? Okay, yeah. so I have I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. Holy 15, cow. Sixteen. Uh plus Monero is seventeen. No wonder you called it a portfolio. I was making fun of you. It is a portfolio. It is a portfolio. And um and it's kind of fun. Like I said, uh probably about half of those are coins that I just received for free that I didn't have to spend any money on. I I was going to ask you that next. What do you mean? uh, First of all, let's explain to people listening. Coinbase is where you're getting these lessons from. And this is is an exchange, basically, where you can buy and sell different uh, cryptocurrencies. And I use Coinbase also for my cryptocurrency purchases. Okay, so now explain. They're They're giving you coins for reading about coins? Yeah, so they have these lessons where you just watch a short video. Uh, then after the video, there's like a one one question quiz. So you just answer the question, and once you've answered the question correctly, they give you a coin. <laughs> so uh, yeah, uh, and so you know, I probably about half my coins are from that. And what are these uh, just, coins worth when you when they give you a coin for free? Uh, it depends. Uh, some of them are worth as much as five dollars a piece. And some are not. <laughs> On average, what I end up getting is uh, $3 worth of whatever the coin is. So so like if it's worth less than a dollar, then I might get more than one coin, right? You're going to get a, you know, one in a fraction of a coin. Um, but so on average, after finishing three lessons, so they do each, each lesson is worth a dollar basically of coins. And so at the end, then I get, th- you know, I, I, I have $3 worth of the coin on and average. how long does the lesson take you? Uh, it So I'm actually not even watching. The, the videos are about a minute long. I'm not even watching the videos all the way through. Um, I can get a pretty good idea of what the coin is about and what the video is about after the first 10 seconds. And then I just answer the question and move on. So you're cheating. No, I'm <laughs> receiving a coin for answering the question right. Okay, okay. <laughs> This is that's really interesting because I, I didn't even know this existed. I, you know, I just noticed I'm 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 looking at Coinbase right now on my account. I've got 26 notifications. I didn't <laughs> even know I had notifications. So maybe maybe if I'd read my notifications, I would have known about this program. So they're paying people to learn what cryptocurrency is. Right. Yeah, well, well, they're paying about, people to invest. They're trying to get started yeah, with some crypto. Trying, right. trying to get well, you to invest in and to trying to teach you. It's like, hey, if you learn how to, you get comfortable with it, so therefore you can invest. Right, but they're also teaching you about specific coins and yeah. how specific coins work. Yeah, and, and the cynic in me says that probably what's happening here is that somebody, let's say that we go out and create a cryptocurrency of our own, a coin, we're going to pay Coinbase to put this out there and get people to own it. And that's, that's, that's probably, I bet you that's what they're doing. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if that's part of it for sure. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, it's just kind of interesting. It, it's, it's helped me bulk up my portfolio. And uh, it's, it's yeah, it's been very interesting. Uh, it's, it's kind of fun. Like I said, uh, once again, for everybody, uh, less than 10% of my portfolio is in crypto. So it's just more of a fun experiment for me, kind of interesting for me. Uh, I've already... Uh, taken enough profits that even if everything goes to zero in crypto, I'm still ahead. So, but good for you, and good for you for learning all that stuff. I mean, I think that's cool. Although I, I've never even considered buying little coins. I, I only own Bitcoin and Ethereum, Ether. Those yeah. are the only ones. And I've never even thought about buying one. I guess it crossed my mind to buy Dogecoin when it was acting ridiculously. 
but it's, I did. It, I, it's I didn't up again it. today, by the way. Where, where is it now? I don't know. Dogecoin is at right around 27 cents. What did you pay for it? You still oh, own so, it? Yeah, so I still own a little bit of it. And uh, I, when, I, when I bought my Dogecoin, it was back when it was sitting right around 18 cents or so. You're doing well. So, so yeah, so I'm still up on Dogecoin. And I already took, I mean, I took a couple thousand dollars in profits way back when it was going crazy. So, How yeah. high did it get? 80 cents or something? No, I think it got up just past 60 cents. It never but a lot of people bought this at 0. 0.00001 cent, right? Yeah, I mean, there were quite a few nothing. people. Yeah, there are quite a few people who bought it, you know, way, way less. And then there were other people who, you know, unfortunately bought into it you know, after it started, you know, they were like trying to buy the dip after that it hit that, you know, above 60 cent mark. Uh, and so there are quite a few people who bought it at like 45 cents who are not happy right now. Yeah, I guess not. Well, let, let's move on. Aaron, what, what do you have? What do you own? What have you bought this year? Well, I, I own a lot of things that are I don't think they're going to be profitable for like another. Three oh, that's years. right. You, you like the future I, I've been stuff. trying to find those little future things. And, and uh, it's funny, a lot of people are uh, they're they're freaking out about it. So I own Zynga, uh, which is a a gaming platform for uh, phones and iPads and stuff like that. And, and a lot of people kind of pulled out uh, of that stock because they a lot of these companies kind of missed their quarter two, and it's it scared a lot of people. So Zynga, Tiva, SoFi. Uh, oh, you guys both Planet own Fitness. SoFi, don't you? Yeah, Planet Fitness. A lot a lot of these you know, Charge Point. They all kind of missed their quarter two. So everybody dropped out and sold all their stuff. So I've been actually, as they've been selling, I've been picking it back up and buying it. I was going to buy SoFi. In fact, uh, today might be a good day to do it too. It's down, it's down it two is. and a half it, it, dollars. Something big must have yeah. happened. Well, you know, the thing is, is they've been doing a lot of acquisition. They've, they've, they've been buying a few companies and the companies that they're buying are growing you know, really Exponentially. well. But they're, they're actually, yeah. by the way, according to what I'm looking at anyway, they're not beginning to make money. They're losing a lot of money. According to what I'm looking at right now on CNBC, their, their P.E. ratio is negative $25. So they're, they're not making money now. They may bring in money, but they're not, they're not profitable, according to this. Yeah. But, but they're uh, down 14% today. I think they'll win in three yeah, years. Yeah, I, I think you're right. a huge company. Yeah, I want to. I want to own more stuff like that. I just haven't bought it. I'm really kind of waiting for a pullback. You know, I feel like it's inv as invested as I want to be, um, because I just think the market's really toppy. I really do. I have too. I've actually sold off a lot of things and been putting money back in because I I think so too. I think everything's really overvalued. So I've been selling off a lot of things that are overvalued and having good, good for you. Waiting. I'm not yeah, selling that's... anything. I'm just not buying anything more right now. And that's kind of where I'm at is like, I've made a couple of purchases like a couple months ago that we talked about on previous episodes, but for the most part, I'm just staying steady. I continue to dollar cost average into my funds and I just, I'm just kind of holding, I, well, like the market, I'm kind of in a holding pattern. Yeah. A few things that I bought recently are not doing well. Uh, I bought Baidu, the Chinese company, uh, was way up on it. I bought it $200 back in March. And now it's 153 because of the Chinese uh, government crushing capitalism. Um, so uh, I'm losing on that. I'm doing really well at PAVE. You know, we talked about that because that's an infrastructure play, about 21%. But th this, shows you, this shows you what diversification does for you, though, because almost at the same time, I bought an emerging markets ETF. Yeah, it was almost the same day. 
and also uh, Vanguard small cap ETF. And I'm down 3% on emerging markets, up 7% on small cap. Oh, I also bought a Europe small cap. I'm basically even on that and then up 20% on pays. That just shows you, you know, what the, how important it is to diversify because some things do well when others don't. What I couldn't stand about myself is uh, I had this this idea about a year ago. I'm like, you know, it's getting warmer. You know, it'd probably be a smart play is buying some HVAC companies. Oh, yeah. And they're skyrocketing now. Yeah, nice. Like, Why didn't I? You know, I had this clarity. Why didn't I buy well, it? You're talking about because of global warming? Well, yeah, also because of the housing boom. Yeah, housing boom, global warming. I mean, uh, you, you have a lot of these north nor'eastern uh, houses that aren't designed for ACs, and they're going to put those split, you know, back HV HVAC systems in there. That's a really good concept, Aaron. And, That's a good uh, thought. And I was like, man, I should, you know, I was thinking about this like a year ago, and I, I didn't do it. And now they're, I would have made a lot of money. <laughs> Well, yeah, you're not dead yet. I mean, it still could happen. I mean, you know what? You know what's really good to do now? In fact, I'm glad I, I thought of this because I wanted to mention this today. This is a really good time. If you're like us and you think the market is a little overvalued, but there's stuff you'd really like to own, this is a great time to make a list. I've been doing that for years. I, I'll get a spreadsheet and uh, just put a stock on it and what the price of it is and why I like it. And then that way, when the, if the market does tank, I've got a shopping list ready to go. Because a lot of these things, like what you just said, Aaron, that's a really good idea, but I'll forget about it five minutes from now. So if I don't write this stuff down, and then when the market does crash, I'm ready to deploy some more cash, I'll be like, oh, God, what, did, what was it that I wanted to buy? And you, I won't remember. So keep, right. keep a list, folks. If you're like us and you think the market's a little toppy here, keep a list of what you might want to buy when the market tanks. I have, I have a list. Okay, so these companies are in the uh, – they're not in the market. They're private companies. But I have something that I think is going to be transformational. So we all know that plastic is a problem on the planet, right? Mm -hmm. We have plastic in our fish. We have you know bags everywhere, and it's just a, a huge trash problem around the world. So I keep watching documentaries, and I'm like, well, there's got to be a solution to this. There's got to be somebody out there building something that's going to, because we have to be able to replace that stuff, right? We love using our lids and our containers and our plastic forks and straws. I mean, it's just handy. So how do you replace that? So I kept digging, I kept digging, and I found this company that deals in, uh, I think it's, I think you call it mycelium. Yeah, that sounds which, familiar. Which is the root product of mushrooms. Oh, right, right, right. Uh -huh. So these companies are building forms. They can build anything out of this mycelium. They can build, you know, uh, a chair. They can build a packaging uh, safety or whatever, packaging to ship stuff in. Um, so they can do whatever they want with it. They can even now have figured out a way to make bacon. And the structure of the mycelium actually mimics uh, beef. Wait a minute now. Is this going to replace packaging or is it they're making food? So, so now both. Now, what I'm saying, like, <laughs> it's, it's both. I actually talked to somebody who, who, who is involved in food development using mycelium uh, not too long ago. And I can't, I couldn't find one traded company. And I'm like, wow, they're all private right now because they're still trying to figure out how to do everything. And they are doing, it. I mean, you, you as a company, so if you're like shipping something, but you're protecting it with foam, you could pay this one company a little bit extra and they will create mycelium packaging for you. So it's safer for the planet. But you can't buy, but you can't find any publicly traded stocks. But, but they're not publicly traded, but I, I can't, you know, I can't last forever. Oh, no. Eventually they have to go. But public. you know, to me now, this is something that, this whole type of futuristic approach, which I really applaud, Aaron, I think you're really smart to do that. 
Um, in fact, I hope we're all doing that, trying to figure out where the world's going and then trying to get in front of it. But I, you know, to me, when you're talking about things that don't make money yet, um, or you know, the, for space travel, I mean, you know, there's there's a lot of things like this that one day are going to occur, but not today. Uh, to me, that's a perfect place for an ETF or a mutual fund because there's so many of these little companies that are trying to develop things. Like for example, um, drugs. You know, to me, it, it, it's better to, if you're going to try to be a futurist, it's better to get a diversified portfolio all in one stroke with an ETF than to pick these little stocks. Sure, you could get a home run with one of these, but a lot of them won't survive. Well, there's one company in particular called Ecovative Design. Anyway, they own the patents on a lot of this stuff. So if any any company is going to be the ruler of them all, it's going to be that one. Huh. Well, keep an eye on stuff like that. Unfortunately, though, now I'm afraid we're out of time, but we are never out of topic. Dig deeper, guys. You're going to find links to all the stuff we talked about today and a lot more in our show notes. And remember, if your goal is to make more, to spend less, to retire rich, your online home is moneytalksnews.com. And don't forget to check out Miranda's online home as well. That's Miranda Marquit, M-A-R-Q-U-I-T.com. If you got a question, comment, or topic you'd like to suggest, please tell us about it. Just email us, hello at moneytalksnews.com. That's hello at moneytalksnews.com. And one last thing, if you appreciate what we do, do something for us. Subscribe to this podcast. It's going to take you two seconds. It really helps us. So if you like us, show us and subscribe. I'm Stacy Johnson. And I'm Miranda Marquette. I'm Aaron. Thanks for hanging out with us, guys. We'll see you right here next time.